Hello and welcome to uh, Life on the Ground with Kazim on Shaky Sports Journeys. You can find us simply by searching on uh, YouTube, on Spotify, uh, Apple, and also on Podbean if you like your audio version. Now, recently I've not just been talking to sports people. I've been going in and talking to different people from actresses to um, local heroes. Um, and today I've, I've got a, 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 a music producer um, you know, somebody who's done quite a bit in the music industry, as well as that, as a young entrepreneur, up and coming, got his own businesses, etc. And I thought it'd be pretty exciting to pick his brains. So, welcome to the show, Kai Fernandez. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you, Casa, for having me on. I really appreciate you, man. No, it's good to have you, mate. It's good to have you. You're a busy man. You know, I've been trying to, we've been trying to book this in. You've got lots of different things going on, so I'm curious to hear all about it today. But what I want to do is I want to kind of take you back, you know, to your kind of early days, childhood, etc. Where did you grow up? Um, what was it, you know, tell me a bit about your school life, etc. what interests you had. Over to you, mate. No problem. Uh, yeah, so I grew up all over the place. Um, I'm a London boy, but I've been all over the place. I moved to many different schools, um, all, all, over the, all over the country. Um, so, yeah, I've had a, a lot of different um, insights on life and stuff. And, yeah, that's literally about it, man. And, and um, yeah, I've been all around. I can't say I've had one place that I stuck at. You must be you must be quite um well it's quite a diverse place London you know you've got so many different types of people so you must have been around a lot of different cultures and stuff yeah hundred percent hundred percent I mean it, I think a lot of people think um a lot of people think looking or listening to me and that um what I am is not what I am but it's just how I am because I've had culture you know so I can see that and I can I can hear that in your tone mate I can hear it in your tone you know you don't uh. Look at like you say, you know, you're white London boy, and but you've got that kind of you've got a bit of a mix of the tone in there, and, and that might be even where your your music interests and stuff started coming. So you know, you 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 moved around schools, you've done different things. Where did the music interest start? Did that start from quite a young age? Yeah, so I, I I've always been the way I've been, man. Like I remember, um, like the first music I was listening to was was rap. I think the first song I ever listened to was Wu Tang Clan Dog Shit. Um, off the off the I think it was off um uh, 36 Chambers. And um this song just captivated me, man. It was the most rudest thing I've ever heard. I think I was like three years old. It was just the rudest shit I've ever heard in my life. And I was like, nah, I love this. And then that was it, man. The culture from there, obviously, where I grew up and people that I hung around and stuff, it's just that she becomes part of part of you, you know. It's, yeah. like, it's like rock to a to a rock star. Yeah. You know? So so how did you then start about like you just young days like anybody just listening to your R and B, your hip hop, your rap, kind of getting to know it. When did you start making your own moves in it and start wanting to do stuff with music? Yeah. So cool. Cool. I started making music about twelve years ago now, man. Wow. Literally, long how time. How old are you? How old are you now? I'm twenty four. So you're talking. From the age of like 11, 12 years old, you'd, you'd start to do it. And what kind of, what are you talking? You're talking mixing? Are you talking, what how, what were you using to start? Yeah. So here we go. So, um, yeah, I started looking at YouTube videos and I started seeing people that, like Mac Miller, I don't know if you know of him, or Logic. And there's okay, a yeah, low logic, low logic. Yeah, and they were, they, were, they were white guys and whatnot. And, um, well, Logic's black, actually, apparently. Uh, newsflash. But um, there's these guys that were white are, and they seem to be smashing it. Machine Gun Kelly, another example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these guys in the time, I think their time was around 2010 when they started coming around. That was their roster. And um, 
I was young then. So when I saw these guys coming in and um, seeing that they could do it, it was like, wow, like this is really, this is really possible for everyone to rap. Do you know what I mean? I love rap. Like I love being able to tell stories and I had a lot of shit going on in my life as well. So it's very, um, excuse my language. No, uh, you're all right. You're okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just another way to outlet, you know? Uh, and, and yeah, music is special, man. Yeah, because if you think about it, there's only really, like you say, Machine Gun Kelly, Eminem kind of was the first guy that really started letting white people know that, you know, white people can rap as well, because predominantly that yeah, type of music... white people come from the struggle as well. There's other white guys yeah. from the struggle. Like Vanilla Ice was the first guy about, but he didn't even come from no struggle, so no one, gave yeah. a, no one cared about him. Yeah. But, um, but with Eminem, where he had a bit of a hard time growing up and he kind of showed you what trailer trash white boy was like yeah kind of be an insight to the to the roughness of a, of his life you know yeah and i open like you said there would have been a lot of young people like yourself out there who then at that point thought well you know there's a route for route for us to go as well so you started with mixing started doing your so were you rapping at a young age or what were you what kind of stuff were you doing when you were when you were recording and things like that yeah, so I tried to make beats on free programs and that, but that weren't really my thing to start off with. But I realised I was good at rapping, so I started writing raps. Trying to record raps, I bought little cheap microphones and tried to put them into uh, softwares and try and make it happen and drag, burn fucking YouTube videos off on MP3 and all that stuff, man. Just proper tried to bootleg it to make it happen. But um, thank God for my generation, I've always been able to search into the YouTube bar effectively find what I need most of the time, you know, so. So when did you start working with other artists and stuff? So when did you really start seeing that I, I can do this stuff? You know, I, I, you tampered around with it a little bit. It's very true what you're saying. Think about generations before you. No YouTube, no searching on Google to find what you want. You know, it was when you think about it, it must have been hard back then, but you do have a lot of information at the tap of, you know, tap of a button. So once you kind of upskilled, did you start branching out and looking to, to do stuff with other people? Yeah, so I started obviously building up a little fan base, just making music, practicing, getting better, being consistent, releasing more music. Um, and then I started getting a little bit older and the first big person I got into and started working with was the producer for The Gorillas, and his name was Remy Kabaka. And some of my, I think my cousin Tom put me into him because they'd known each other from from West London for a long time. And um, he liked it. He saw I had a little bit of talent or saying Kimmy in that, man. And um, I, was, I was active. These times I've been a bad boy, do you know what I mean? So he asked me to spend and dedicate a lot of my time to the studio, which is brilliant because for someone that didn't have much going on to be dedicated to like a three-story studio and with someone that's sold millions of hits, um, it's a dream. But I was so active doing what I was doing that I kind of didn't see that opportunity in front of my eyes. So, you know, like we, he tried to nurture me for a little while, but obviously it didn't work out because you, you're young sometimes. You got yeah. What are you talking? You're like 16, 17 at this time? Yeah, young man. Yeah, a young mm. man. And and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not figuring out like the right way of life. So I'm doing bad things most of the time. So we've all I'm been not, there, man. We've all been there doing things that, you know, there's, there's a lot of distractions at that age and you're easily led as well. Yeah, so you're just living another life, you know, so it's so hard to uh, switch up but, uh, or come out of it. So where he was asking me to do like, oh, you, you can write songs in like an hour. And I was thinking, no, no way, it takes me days to write songs. Like, 
I don't know what this guy thinks I am. Like, but the truth of the matter is, what this guy was saying is very true. Like, I can write a song 10 minutes with not even writing it now because it was what the method that he would have taught me would have been what I've learned now. And I do understand, like, with that bit of practice, like, at that, at that time, I feel like I could have been gone from then, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you live and you learn, mate. You live and you learn. It takes time. You have to go through. You need to make the mistakes. But like you're saying, you had a great opportunity there. But it was still, you know, you still can look back on that time now and think, I'm sure you learned a lot from him. But you were also had your mates want to kick about, want to go up and do other things. And I'm sure you were, you were just not, if you had that opportunity now, you would be totally different. You know, if you work with a top top producer now or whatever, I'm sure you would be totally different. And that's what we'll go on and talk about. But then you, you, you say that you were getting into a bit of trouble and whatnot. So what kind of things are we talking through your kind of teenage years? You know, London, we, you know, you see a lot of it. There's a, you know, there's a lot of, stuff that goes on in the streets where you're on it where you're you kicking about in the streets where you're hanging about in certain crowds that were maybe leading you astray yeah for so for forever i've been hanging about with what people want to call the wrong crowd you know but um these are just my friends man it's just life and it's like do you know what is it's like it's hard to explain like i can't really you have to be in it to really uh get it without like snitching on yourself if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I can see it. I can see what you're saying. So basically, look, we all get the cards that we all, we all do what we do in our life. But what you're basically telling me is, you know, it's part of my life. It's not that I'm, I'm not going to say that these people were a wrong crowd. I've worded it, wrong crowd. Yeah, I was a, I was a wrong one once, you know. Like, I've been there I, as well, mate. I've been there. Yeah, you know, so it's like, I can't... Um, I can't ever throw stones at greenhouses ever because I've been a wrong one, you know, so. No, I respect yeah. that. I respect I that. I still am to most people at certain levels that I deal with, you know, because I'm not yet that uh, intricate and, and uh, articulated and completed yet. When I come against people that are so far on in life that don't deal with wrong and, uh, they're, they're, I still have little um, little rough edges around me that I need to trim up, you know. Yeah, but don't change who you are, man. Uh, you know, I, I I I follow you on social media and stuff like that, and I've seen that you know you, you are who you are. Um, you grow. You grow. Yeah. You change. Change comes from growth. Yeah, it's better to be real. And you know, some people are going to once they get to know you, they'll take you for who you are. But because you don't want to change yourself completely to try and adjust to what the world says you should be like. You know, if you're you you believe in what you believe in. Let me ask you a question. You 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 always get these uh these thoughts. Like obviously, I want to ask you about your career and stuff as well and how, how, how winning your career and I'm really interested to know and whatnot um but you you know you get these small thoughts in the back of your head and it's like um what should I be doing what do I like what where am I meant to go and we shun them off we shun them off so much we just now it's okay don't forget about it man just get on with what you're doing just get on with being lazy do the rest of your life we shun these thoughts of well, these, these these small actions that are popping in our head that we dismiss are the actions towards the step of greatness, and that's where your life will change. But most most of the time, like it took me a long time to stop discarding them thoughts because they don't always come around. One day they'll just stop coming. You wish you'd have took the action with that thought, you know. Look, see, when I was your age or younger than you, the time you're talking about when you had this opportunity with a producer, I got a contract to go down to London. I was 17 years old. I got signed so down, down in London. Um, 
And, you know, I'd never seen that lifestyle before. I've come from Glasgow, come from a, a home where, you know, my parents, my background is Muslim. So, you know, I, I grew up quite a strict way, you know, I'm not really meant to be around the nightlife or anything like that. You know, I've kept, kept, you know, I would be going to mosque Monday to Friday after school and learn, you know, that would be my How, is, how is that now? You, you still you still go, what do I call it, Juma? Yeah, Juma, yeah, no, I still, well, obviously through lockdown, they, they've had to to stop, we're not allowed to go, but yeah, no, I would still, I would still be attending my, my Friday prayers. I, I would say when I came to London, that took me away from my religion a little bit because I was kind of just like, whoa, this big city, there's so much to do here. All my teammates were a bit older than me. So, you know, experience in the nightlife and whatnot. And I let myself, I let myself down in that time. Jim is very big in London. I don't know, there's so many, so many Muslims in London. Um, but at that point, I was more curious to see because I'd lived quite a strict, my mum mom and dad didn't let me out too much. So when I came to London, it was like, whoa, Leicester Square. This is it. Let's see how far I can uh, search here. Let's see what I can see. Let's see, see yeah, exactly. But I look back at that time and I let myself down a little bit from a cricketing point of view because if I'd been the opportunity I had, my place of work was Lord's Cricket Ground. You don't get any better than that. But I was probably not focused enough and I was a little bit too led astray by kind of other interferences. So I can relate to what you're saying from that point of view when you had this opportunity with this big producer um, and you know you look back now and think well he was trying to really teach me stuff but it's, at that age you need to live and learn you, you, that, that's just part you're going to every single day of your life you're going to learn that that's just going to be the way it is um so what, but, was, what was the height of uh, what was the height of your cricket career what would you say i played i played in like i played in like the the t20 world cup in south africa i've been to australia south africa new zealand i've played cricket all over the world so you know i got to experience you know quite a lot I, I, from that point of view. Life kind of then you know, evolves and, you know, you have family and kids and things, you know, it becomes a little bit more difficult to travel the world all the time. But now this is how this this journey came about because now I, I've got a lot of life experience. So I like to talk to people from all different walks of life. And, you know, somebody like yourself, young lad coming through in London, music, now doing entrepreneur, I find stuff like that really interesting. I want to hear what makes you tick, how, you, how you're going about things. So moving moving on from your music stuff, you're, you're also a very aspiring entrepreneur. You're very business orientated. When did that start, Kenneth? Has that always been in the back of your mind? Has that always been something you wanted to do? Yeah, so, um, yeah, ever since I was younger, uh, my mum had a partner, and um, I'm not going to mention his name or whatever, but um, yeah, he used to own a company and whatnot, and um, he was motivated. And obviously, uh, well, we don't speak now, or whatever. But he 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 had some motivation and that to do companies, and he'd done very well with them. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, he used to teach me some real harsh harsh lessons. Um, but I realise now why I'm so far ahead compared to everyone in my age because there was lessons that I was learning about business, learning about life um, from him, and uh, they was able to take me further. But I didn't really take it into like, obviously where I was homeless and stuff just three years ago, um, I wasn't able to really put it into action. I'd never really been around the book. I never really been around, I never knew what a, a guru was or, or or how to search up billionaires and I didn't know anything like that. And then I started looking and I started thinking to myself, where this how I fell into it. One day, it must've been like two years ago, I started thinking, how do I, how do I get out of the situation? I mean, I can't deal with this no more. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sick of this. Like sick of having no money, sick of being sick, all that shit. And um, I was just thinking, like, how do I get out of this? Like, so I'm searching for books because I thought, all right, cool. I used to hear old people say, you want to hide knowledge from everyone, put it in a book because no one reads a fucking book. And that's the truth of it. And I didn't want to buy any courses. I ain't got no money to buy courses and seminars and learn lectures from people, all that shit. And I know that I could find them in books for free information. So I started studying billionaires and psychologists. So I started reading up books like um, Grant Cardone, Robert Greene, um, Dwight Eisenhower, um, Bob Proctor. Uh, the list goes on, man. There's a lot of people to do with um, self-growth and, and whatnot. And um, just basically, I started learning about self-growth, the power of thought, um, um, and also being able to how to run businesses, economics, financials, how they collapse, how they reopen, why that happens, where to put your money when that happens, what the what the um, what the um, what a combination of compound interest and time can do, you know, like just all these lessons that you have to learn because you're so impulsive as a human most of the time. It's like I ain't, but I don't remember the last time I bought clothes. I just look after the shit that I got, you know. So it's like because I know that. People are so impulsive, they're gonna buy shit, fuck it up in a couple of months, run through some more shit. And I ain't like that no more, man, because I realized that I can make my money very long when I compound that. You gotta understand. They did a um uh, they did a um uh, a study with three different people. And basically the three different people, one had a job and he was working just to get by, and he was paying his bills, being quite frugal and saving. The other guy was a heavy investor and put all his money into investing. And the third guy would just spend all his money just to live every weekend. And by the end of the first two years, you couldn't really see a difference in them. But by the end of the third or fourth year, there was a difference in the compound interest. And by the fifth year, it was immeasurable by the guy that was investing constantly, his compound interest, he was uncatchable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for that one year that you do that work, all, all them five, six, seven years, you compound that work and you get that one year of work that really pays off for all them seven years. Um, so I started learning about that and educating myself on uh, what it means to be wealthy and not rich and um, start putting it to use man it's, it's real simple you, you uh, the first thing I did was start collecting coins you mentioned three years ago you were obviously hope you were homeless how long did how long was that part how long was that going on in your life how long were you in, in that, that situation that five or six years really that yeah. long yeah so it strikes me as you're a very you're, you're very humble and like because life's life's giving you some knocks you know you've 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 been through tough times you think that's got something to do with the fact that you appreciate what you have and you will never forget that because people that get everything handed to them on a plate maybe don't you see people they lose everything that they have because they've never really appreciated what they actually had that you know they can be very it can be a bit. I'm not going to. I'm not going to use the word selfish. I'm just going to say, if something comes to you too easy, sometimes you need to lose that to appreciate what it actually is. Whereas you have gone through the tough times in a young age, but you, you mentioned this gentleman that had an input in your life. You know, granted, you said you don't talk anymore, but he sounds like he he set you up for life is not all hunky dory as we say in Glasgow. You know, you're going to, it's going to be tough. Nobody's going to give you anything. I can imagine it was those kind of tough, tough lessons. How did you, 
How how did you survive that five year period and come out the back end of that? You know, how do you you must you you, you strike me as you've really got your head screwed on now. Is that is that all been a journey you've you've constantly evolved through that time? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we ain't perfect. So I still work and learn every day, and uh, I still probably got the, the head screwed on, but the screws are still loose. So I got to tighten yeah, that shit up. We've all, we've all got that, mate. We're, yeah. We've all got a bit of that. You know, so um, yeah, I think that's it. And um, no, in terms of um, in, in terms of growing up, I think it was the morals and the people that you get around and the lessons that you learn um, that makes you the person that you are or gives you the opportunity to be the person that you are. Um, like just a small statistic that 45 million millionaires are in the world. And on average, each millionaire will go bankrupt around three times. Well, now, exactly. Now, in the billionaires, there's only a couple thousand billionaires, but 60% of them come from nothing. So it just goes to show that the people that have come through the worst and the rough of it really understand how to execute the art of wealth. And the people that have been born into some form of what they think is wealth, but really it's, it's a, a catch-22 of poverty, um, they kind of don't let, get to learn that lesson, you know, because they feel like they have things to fall back on or their family's got them or something to do with somewhere there's a cushion for them. And um, they never really learn that lesson. And that's, that's why, unfortunately, they get stuck in that sad cycle of depreciating uh, the wealth that's been given to them and not multiplying it. So what are you doing then? Tell me about some of your business. Tell me about some of the things you've done already. Tell me about some of the things you're doing now. Tell me a bit about all this, the business that you're involved in. Sure. So I'm in a string of different categories. Um, I do everything from food service catering to online courses to music studios. And what else do we do? Virtual tours for properties, companies and um, car dealerships as well. So I've really just got a string of things. I'm, I call myself an entrepreneur because I put my hand to multiple uh, aspects of business and not the same business and um yeah where, where, where would you like to start <laughs> yeah no I, 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 the, all of that's very interesting you mentioned that you still find that some people can be have you had a bit of that that people have been a bit judgmental when you've started trying to go into business you mentioned at the start that some people don't look at you in the on the same level is that something that you've had backlash on when you've been uh, pitching business to certain clients Sure. So obviously you, you, you understand growing your podcast channel, you know, just to start up and that maybe reaching out to certain people or other people, may, they might not have that respect because you haven't put out as many videos or your numbers aren't as high or maybe the presentation, whatever, like, you know, it's just, it's the way it is with the same way as us as well. You know, it's like, it's all about, um, it's all about not looking at what other people do and trying to scale yourself and measure yourself, you know, how far did I get last year from this year? And how far can I get? What can I do? Set small gold. And when you really realize how hard you work, if you work hard and consistently every single day, it doesn't take long for you to look up and realize people ain't really working that hard. You know? So basically you're meaning that you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't bullshit yourself. If you know you're not doing something right, you, uh, you analyze it or you work harder on it. You don't have that attitude that, Ah uh, well, the world's been, you know, that was that was a bit unfair what happened to me or whatever. You just dust yourself off and keep going. That's what I've kind of got from looking at your social media as well, um, over the last couple of weeks and months that you've got that kind of, 
listen, you need to, you need to, don't have a defeated attitude. Anything is possible. Uh, but some people preach that, but they don't practice it. So that's something that's very important to you. I take it that you, every single day, you're honest with yourself. Yeah, you, you must do as you say. Like, I think the, the most respectful thing, like, same way as last, we say we're going to arrange a day. We hit up the day. We make this interview happen. Uh, you're punctual yourself, you know, that punctuality and um, sticking to your words can take you so far. Mm-hmm. You know? And especially if you, if, you can, if, you can, if you can do as you say, then people should respect you. Whether they don't like you or they like you is a whole other matter. And they're entitled to that. But the respect should be underlying for you doing as you say. You know, so yeah, I think I think I think respect and wanting to obtain respect from people and being the best person you can be comes from comes from that. And I think some somewhat in everyone's head they get embarrassed and they shun that away as well. They shun the good thoughts away. They shun the bad thoughts away. They shun every thought away because they don't want to think. And um, it's it's unfortunate, you know, but. Every thought that comes into my head, I, I think and I act on it because it's the right thought. It's what's meant to come into my head. It's what's meant to happen. Like, mm-hmm. You don't think about it if you're not going to go and do it, you know? And all that, that combination of um, doing what you say starts removing all these weird, pessimistic, what if fucked up thoughts that you have in your head. It goes, man, because you're doing as you say. So there's only time for what you got to do and say coming in your head, you know? So great. It's like reprogramming. It's like, the fucking MK Ultra or something. I see you started the. Uh, it's like a fish. You've started it. Is it like sea seafood and stuff? Tell me a bit about. Tell me a bit about that. Sure. So um yeah so we started um bought an existing business called Frank's. So I, me and my friend Charlie was doing knowledge about how you can buy businesses for really cheap existing businesses for where people uh, don't understand how to uh, run the companies or necessarily the financials behind it. So we got a steal for this shellfish stock called Frank's. Um, there's no one that does Brick Lane bagels. So if you don't know, Brick Lane bagels is a big bagel place in London. Yeah. yeah, so people go crazy for it here in Essex. So we incorporated that with a shellfish. And yeah, it's doing really well, man. We're running up like four figures every couple of days. Um, it's, that's off one store. Um, we've got another store opening up next month. And yeah, man, we're just planning to... Um, just planning to get a string of them over the next five years and trying to plan to, to get as many as I can. Get one in Glasgow, mate. Big, yeah, big, big lively city, mate. I'm sure uh, when, you, when you're expanding, keep... keep yeah, ho- hopefully one day I'll sell the franchise down to, the, to a Glasgow region. We love fish. We love fish down these ends. So it's a city that I'm sure you could, uh, you could look into. But so, so that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing of getting the model right and then basically expanding that model. You know, that's, you read, you read about that, like, look, I'm not as knowledgeable when it comes to business as yourself. I've done business, business development roles and I've got good, decent experience of going out and pitching business to different clients. I've never ran so much my own business, but I've read the story of like McDonald's for instance. And it's like quite interesting that if you get something right at the start, it's quite easy then to, to keep going. Is that kind of where you're thinking with, with this model? Sure. So uh, I, I can I can apply every 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 time I get involved with a business. There's main factors behind it: is do I believe in the business? Do I 
do I do I see potential in the business and can I apply my structure to the business? So you gotta understand that I've created a structure for myself that works for me um, and probably most other business people where I could get involved in any business and take it apart, make it work and sell it for more money or uh, get a bigger acquisition. Most of the companies that I know that I probably have a skill in doing that. And so is me and my business partner, Charlie, you know? So um, it's, um, I think it's more of a factor of if you can learn to analyze each company, what's important about it, how it operates, what's, what's significant in the pricing, the markups, how you can make the most money, buy low, so high. You can get into anything, man. Like, I, I, I can't cook. I'm not a cook. Like, I'd kill someone if I cook, you know? That's not me. But what I do know is if, as long as I stay clean and I have a fresh van and my food is fresh, same day, you know, straight from a local source supplier, I can't lose, you know? Like, so it's like, that. I have to just have the best, like, if I'm not a fashion designer, as long as my clothes have the biggest, the nicest threads and the best price, I can't lose. Who's gonna Who's gonna battle with me? Even though I don't design, you know. It's just, it's just about being the best. You you ain't gotta be. Um, so you got your heart hasn't got. Have to be a, you don't have to be a specialist, and then you just have to have the knowledge of business and what it takes to evolve a business. But you don't need to know the absolute ins and outs of, you know, how to cook that fish. For instance, you've just got you've got an eye for. I know what that needs. I know where I could take it, how I'm going to take it to the market, et cetera, et cetera. We, we, we do all the same things as Gordon Ramsay does. So we go in there, we clean it out. We uh, got all the signage and flag posts and all this stuff to make sure people can see us. We make sure it looks acceptable. We give food to the local workers of NHS and uh, pillars of the community to make sure we're building up uh, contacts and being good people. Yeah. Uh, and we make sure the food's locally sourced. I just learned what I just looked on TV. This is how easy it is. Gordon is ABC mapping it out for people. This is what you need to do to run a restaurant. And um, people just still don't get it. So for me, it was like, all right, cool. I just guess I apply that to the burger van with my business partner and it works. And um, and it's the same thing. It's like um, we, we've we got a virtual tour company as well, which is uh, huge. And yeah, they, tell uh, me about that. Tell, you, mate, tell me how, how does that work? Yeah, so the potential for that is stupendous like so we have so we started this uh about five months ago and basically we do 3d camera scanning and we come into a property or an event or a car however whatever you wanted scanning and we're we 3d scan that essentially and what we can do is link the pictures together in order to create an immersive tour so Say if you wanted to buy a house, for instance, I could send you a link and you can go and view that house from the front door all the way around if you wanted. And um, what you're able to do is a feature we have is sell you 3D blueprints. And we're also able to click an in video call. So if you wanted to buy that property, you can click video call. I can pop up. We can have the meeting and no one has to leave the house and logistics and time and everyone's happy, you know, so... It's a it's a it's a bit boring, but it's 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 substantial. It's a smart model for this time of life. It, it, it was it's quite nicely suited for starting in this this period as well because people haven't really been able to to get out and go and visit houses or do see properties the way. So have you found that that's you've had quite a lot of success in that early doors? Yeah. So so yeah. So it it took a little while because it, it's taken. It's just now we're just starting to get off with this now i believe we've just done a work we've just done a job for the biggest park home provider in europe um literally about a month ago 
and hopefully we'll be getting a contract with them. We're hoping literally within the next couple of weeks that uh, it should come through and if we get a contract with them, we should be working some more with them, which is great. Uh, we'll be growing from there. But uh, essentially, the first thing is very extremely hard because you're trying to explain fire. Like when people see it, they get it. But explaining this whole concept, I sound like some new age Silicon Valley tech genius guy, but really it's really simple stuff, you know, like I'm trying to put you on Google Street View so you can see your business. Uh, when you're on your website, people can view around your business. They can also buy products out of that viewing as well. So things will pop up and you can click buy and it'll take you off the tour to products. And just it just makes life more immersive and that experience more easy for the customer. If I'm a customer and I want to come through and I want to spend a lot of money, uh, they say you've got to be taken on a sales funnel. So it's like this. So you start at the top trying to create that um, awareness of that person. That person then comes through, clicks from your advert, takes you through to the funnel. Um, and essentially, once you're funneled in, I want people to be viewing the tours and being able to be so immersed that they're going to buy it at the end, but never take them off of that track. A lot of estate agents, you have to call them up to um, inquire. Um, and for me, if I'm spending 100 grand, 500 grand, a million pound, I'm not trying to, I don't want to call up. I want to get, I, want, I need instantaneous things nowadays. Like, otherwise my, in, I'll call up, but my interest wasn't there the way I was, when I was viewing it. You know, it has to be really special. But with the sales point of it, I want to convert the sales and spike them for people when they can just be immersed in it immediately, you know? Nice. What? So, where are you on your way to this? You said at the start you read a lot of books towards how to be a millionaire, how to be a billionaire. Do you feel that you're 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 nicely you're you're, you're happy with where you're at? Because I'm assuming that's the that's the goal that you're looking to get to. You're looking to be a self-made millionaire, stroke billionaire eventually. Yeah. So I'm I'm saving to just do. A, I, I can't even explain how much I was to do, man. Like. I've got a lot of shit that I want to do and I want to yep. make more of a change than money. I need to make money to make a change, unfortunately. So I want to be able to change schooling systems. I want to be able to change towns. By from what town. point of view? From what point of view? What sure. kind of view? So, so for me, I'd like eventually to have so much money that I can go and buy towns that are strictly poverty all over the world, uh, go and install water for them, go and supply food, farming for them, and give them a new education and indoctrination. So basically, I'd like them to start growing up through psychology and also start learning how to make money, balance your finances, pay bills, and really start being educated in what you should be educated in. Not the things true. We're not educated on that stuff at all. And then, and then when reality hits in paying your own bills and dealing with all that stuff, it certainly hit me hard. I had no, I had no, not, okay, I got taught how to speak English. I got taught how to count. You know, I got taught some other bits and pieces, but it's so true. Why are we not educated more on what we need to know to be, you know, dealing with life? Especially in the UK, man. There's so many different things that you need to deal with. Yeah, I mean, if you could, if they could teach you how to leverage money off other companies and other business people, like, everyone would be rich by now, you know? So it's like, this is it. So it's like... But do you think the rich don't want it? The, the, the rich are not wanting the let, you know, there's a big, there's, there's a lot of poverty still in the UK, which which is... I don't understand it. it. Shouldn't really be the case, you know. It's a the, 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 it's a well well established well established uh, country, etc. But there's a lot of poverty. You go and walk the streets of Glasgow, still a lot of homeless people in the streets. So, but do you think that's the 
that's the whole plan. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Yeah, so the, obviously that's happening right now. The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. We live in a capitalistic uh, society in this country. So people can really take the piss if they, if they must, if they wish. Um, I've always been geared up to some sort of synergy between communism and capitalism. Um, I'm really creating some form of a new order to, to keep people in place because the communistic uh, doesn't work completely and the capitalistic doesn't work completely. But they both have significant features that do work. Now, freedom and happiness and scalability definitely comes from capitalism. But structure and being able to uh, do things like to that type of level and obedience comes from the comm side, you know. So being able to grab them free, grab them two different perspectives and find them together, I think would be the best thing that we can do because um, what we're doing right now it don't work. People just getting free money, like they're trying to say there's viruses about and oh, I'll stay in pause and this and that and it's like they're, they're doing anything they can to get everyone to just shut up don't don't jump about don't do too much and it's that in in china and that that ain't happening you you you, you, you they, what they say goes and it happens and people work but also at the same time as much as people want to say china's bad america owes china 500 trillion and china has the most small businesses in the world of any country over any country so Communism can't all be bad, you know. There's, I don't think we, I don't think we get educated on every aspect of every ism. So um, I think we should, I think we need to take positives from every ism and put it together as a new ism. <laughs> Mate, you know they say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Now I'm going to be honest with you. If I looked at you 15 years ago, when I was small-minded, grown up in life. I'm not going to bullshit. I would probably look and say, ah, lad looks a bit rough around the edges, man. Uh, you know, what, 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 what's, what's he going to know? I'm talking to you and I'm learning as I'm going along because you've educated me on quite a few different subjects. And this is where I think the world needs to change as well. It needs to evolve. You know, we're all different. We all look different. We all speak different. We all act different. But there's a lot of it. There's a lot of smart people out there that have got a lot to offer, and we, as a society, there's too much to people. I think that there's something that I'm completely against now, as I've evolved as a person. But and I don't mean this in disrespect at all. But you know, we. I bet when you're walking around or when you've gone in to sit in front of some clients, they straight away or you know they're looking at you thinking, this guy, you know, what's he gonna, what's 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 he gonna tell me, or you know, what 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 does he know? He's not in a three-piece suit. You know, with the boat, you know, tie buttoned up to the top with a button up tight. What's he going to know? Well, this is it. Right saying that? No, no, 100%. Definitely right in saying that. I mean, there was times where, um, I'm trying to find one for you here. There was times where I was kind of outrageous. I'd do the most to to make sure you you saw me, you know, like, let me check this out. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bling, bling. So I spent around 20 grand on that watch there just to make sure everybody saw me and you didn't think I was that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, now I have a Casio watch on. Nice. Five pound till the same time. And in fact, it's probably better because it's probably waterproof and, and, and you know how it goes. Yeah. So it's just and, that. And you're probably, you know, you said, you mentioned that at the start of the podcast, you're more about keeping your stuff long period. Now, you know, you've got your coat on just now. 
look after that coat that coat will last you for the next 10 years unless you put the beef on or something i don't know but at the moment you're, you're, you're you know i had these trainers for like two and a half years yeah they're looking good mate they look like they are still gonna box i still have the box for them upstairs and these shoes once upon a time i was outrageous i thought okay let me get these shoes and this is my sort of this is how i thought investing was cool i doubled the money on them but it was the, these are the once again, like you said, to try and give that appearance that I wasn't so rough around the edges. Yeah, I'd end up buying all this shit, you know, and um, and then in turn that would hurt my pocket trying to show out for people who really don't know what I'm about, and and they had to learn themselves in their own time, you know, exactly like you're saying, like 15 years ago, you you I would have had to say, oh, right, cool, I agree with you, I'm right now. I said, look, I am rough around the edges, I yep. agree. But yep. I'm, I'm trying to work on it, you know, and um, and uh, whereas before I wouldn't I wouldn't admit I'm rough around the edges, even though I was probably just rough completely yep. all, all over, yep. you know. So it's how no, you do things. Best, how you do things. It's best to be. I prefer people who say say stuff. You know, I think this world's got way too much politics in it. You know, you can sit and talk to somebody, and they'll they'll tell you what you want to hear, or they'll behave in a certain manner to get themselves somewhere to appease somebody else. And that stuff has frustrated me through life because I'm a straight talker. I, I like to talk straight. If I've got something to say, I'm going to say it. I might have, but I've, it's often got me in trouble through life. But at the same time, I, I've learned to, to to kind of maybe not be as, as direct, but still I, I live by the same morals, the same values that I'm not going to, I'm not going to be false. I'm not going to be somebody that you want me to be. And that, I think, is society is really... Social media is probably the worst for it. Social media tries to mold people into being a certain way. And people are all out there portraying that they're living this amazing lifestyle when I bet that half of them aren't living that lifestyle daily. You, 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 you... Instagram wants you to be the best person that you are. You want to look at loads of pussy, it's going to show you loads of pussy. You want to look at loads of food, it'll show you food. You want to look at uh, success, it's going to show you success. See, I stopped following every jeweler, every designer, every rapper, every fucking whatever. I stopped following everything that didn't mean anything to me. And I started following motivational things. I started following architecture, interior design, um, charity-based shit. Like, started getting amongst that and making that my algorithm. So uh, Instagram really wants you to do the best for yourself, but you don't want to do the best for yourself. So it just kind of, it's kind of like Instagram for me is a mirror. It's like, why is too much stuff going on here? Why is there too many girls popping up? All right, cool, I'm being too lustful. Like, maybe I'm watching too much porn or, uh, you know, is this how it is as a man? Or why is there all this jewelry popping up? Or right, I've been watching too much bullshit, you know, like most expensive this and that. Like, like you fall down these holes and these rabbit holes, you know? So your, your aim is to get out of them, start creating healthy practices. Like I listen to lectures, uh, podcasts, like I say, billionaire psychologist. So this is all just flooding my information. So when I wake up, I can't help but see success in my face. So I have to go up and get it mm -hmm. down if I didn't, you know, so. It's, impre it's impressive, mate. It's impressive. Uh, 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 and you know, you can tell listening to you that you have, you've, you've evolved yourself a hell of a lot. Still a very young man. You, the, your knowledge of money and how to make it last longer and business and everything else, I could have done with that when I was your age. I most certainly didn't. You know, the money would come in, it would go out the back pocket. I didn't know the value of things. I I, I didn't. I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way. 
Um, you got to think though, whilst I was homeless, I must have lost like eight grands, 12 grands, 40 grands. Like I, I am just blown through, nothing to show for them. You know, just because I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, and now it's like, you have to go, everyone has to lose a substantial amount of money and depending on your awareness of whether, how, how you did it was wrong and you need to do it different. Whenever that indicator comes in for you is when your journey starts. And my journey didn't start until that indicator come in for me and thought, fucking hell, I'm blind through just money all the time. Like I'll get lumps of money and just, because I've got nowhere to live, I'm just buying clothes and buying food, takeaways, cabs here, cabs there. Spend the money with your mates, just spend Like, and I get it, live your life and you could die tomorrow and all that shit, but it don't make no sense to me now, man. Yeah. So no, I, I think you would be really good at you mentioned like improve, you know you want to be you don't just want to make the money you want to make a difference as well which I really like that because making money is one thing but it's not the be all and end all you know it's making a difference with that wealth that you make so you talked about the youth and educating them more I think you would be really good at speaking to youngsters out there getting into different groups maybe even starting your own thing a community thing where you can go around and, and deliver, you were talking about, you know, you, you want to be involved in speaking to people and etc. I think you'd be really good for the youth of the day. I'm talking kind of that 13 to 16 year old bracket to teach them to maybe without being judgmental because you've been there and made your mistakes yourself. I think people appreciate listening to somebody who's been through the struggles and, and telling them, listen, it doesn't have to be that way for you. You can tried to do things a little bit differently. Here's where I went wrong and here's how I managed to change things. We need more people, I think, out there speaking to the youth. Is that something you're, you're interested in doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy in speaking to everyone that needs that um, needs that advice and needs them goals, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to always um, help people. And that's sometimes, I guess, why I put uh, some stories out because sometimes I can't always be... Um, available and and uh, um, uh, vacant for people you know so I was trying to put messages out for people so when you do uh, come across it young guys or the crowds that watch my music and stuff they do click that circle on Instagram they see some motivation I might spark that subconscious thought of and um, yeah I love that I do love that and I have, I have a lot of interest in inspiring people by but just I, I have an interest in inspiring myself um, and I think I get inspired when people are inspired by me. That's a good, no, it's, it's one of the best, it's such a, I, I can relate to you in that because starting this podcast and sharing different people's stories, it means a lot to me when somebody messages and says, I was really touched by that podcast or I could relate to that. And that's everything to me. Forget that, you know, it's not paying any bills at, at the moment or bringing in, you know, big, big money. It's not doing that at all. But the buzz that I get, when I know somebody's been helped, you know, I'm, I openly talk about mental health and some, some being somebody that struggled from it. When somebody reaches out to me and confines to speak to me, and it, it, it means it means a lot if you can make even a slight bit of a difference to somebody. So I like, man, that you've got that you've got that grounding in you, and you've got that good, good, good intentions. I would call it, and that will stand you in good stead as you go through your journey in life. You know, I'll be watching closely. You know, any business ideas. Feel free to ping, ping my way, man. I'm always open to to seeing what's available. I'll certainly keep in touch with you. Um, if that if that's if that's cool, we'll keep talking. You know, maybe you can bring something to Glasgow someday. Maybe we can do something together. 
hundred percent. I'd I'd like to know some more as well about yourself. Literally, uh, just about in terms of like, um, well, how did you get the podcast started? What was your intention behind it? Where's your goals to go to? Where are you trying to? Where do you see yourself scaling this in in a year to five years? And um, also, I was, I'm up- I was hoping to pick your brains on that um, because I, I've got so much going on in my head. This all started with being an ex-cricket player wanting to speak to cricketers. Spoke to loads of big international cricketers. Then I was like, I don't just want to speak to cricketers. I want to speak to other people. Now I've broken into football, to rugby. Now I've broken into boxing world as well. I've just had a racing driver on, a chap, a lad that you know. You know I've, I've done a bit of everything. Then I've had the opportunity to speak to an actress. Then I've had the opportunity, you know what, let's, let's, let's just keep going with this and see where, it, see where it goes. And it's got to the point now where, look, I would love it to be, to grow and to get out there, but the, even just having conversations is enough of a buzz for me. But ultimately, yes, I want to know how I can upscale this, how I can do things better, how I can make things even more appealing for people. How can I connect with people more? Who do I want to connect with? These are all things that are like going off in my head all the time, but maybe not getting down to tightening that stuff up and doing it properly. So I would be keen to speak to you a little bit further about that. Obviously not on this podcast. I know you're running to another meeting. but No, listen, know, we, we, we can have a... How long have we got here? I know you're doing something at 5.30. But we can no, talk... I'm we can, not push it till, 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 till when. You push it. But we can, talk, we can talk more about that stuff one-on-one on, one on one as well. Right? Sure. You know, so I don't want to give all my... I don't want all my ideas to go away you know there's competitors out there maybe wanting some of my ideas as well but i'm definitely keen with listening and talking to you that i think the stuff that you could probably give me a bit of advice on give me some tips on that kind of stuff but from my point of view it's been a pleasure to speak to you i think you're a you know very very intelligent young guy and i you know i think you're going to do really really well for yourself and i like that you're going to help other people in the process and that, that will stand you in, in great stead in your life. You know, I'm, I'm a few years older than you, 10 plus to be precise. So right. I would like to have had my head screwed on like you've got your head screwed on just now. So use that. Use that in a wise way, which I'm sure what, you already what's your, are. What's your star sign before, before we wrap up? Scorpio. You're a Scorpio, yeah? yeah? Okay, that's why. You've got a lot of emotion there, man. You need to use it. Yeah, look, I'm a very emotional. I, I'm very in touch with my emotional side. I think you have to be, you have to be. And, and I think doing that, I always, my message is that I want other people to be able to be in touch with their emotional side because suicide and all these kind of things come from people bottling up their emotions and not letting their emotions out. And you're just putting yourself deeper, deeper. And I've been there in life. Where did, you, did, did you ever get, one, just one small example, this is going to hit the nail on the head for you. You're going to love this one. Yeah. I remember growing up playing football. I wanted to be fucking Ronaldo, fucking Beckham, whatever. And I was better than everyone else. Yep. I would lose and I'd cry my eyes out. And I was really good in goal, but I didn't want to play in goal, so I'd let goals in. And I was yep. just a, I was just a sucker, you know? But I know I was really good at what I was doing. Yep. And it come to a time one day, is like, look, you can accept you're not as good as everyone else, you know? And you can accept losing. And once you accept that, the fact that you can improve on where you can see wrong, See, when you get taken off the pitch because you don't know what you're doing wrong, you think you're the star, but you ain't throwing it where you're meant to be throwing it. You're not yep. kicking out. You're not in the right position. Like, why are you there? Why are you over there? Because you thought you was going to go over there. Get off the field. Like, and mm-hmm. it comes that time when, when you realise 
what you're doing wrong. You think, okay, look, I ain't the best looking geezer, or I don't speak the best, or I'm not the biggest guy, or I'm not the smartest guy. How do I work on this? That's when people don't get depressed because you're... Talk about what you've got. Yeah, yeah. Don't, try, don't, try to be, don't try to be... I mean, we might... We'd all love to be Ronaldo, mate. We'd love, yeah. to, love to be there. We'd all love to look like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't, that's, you, you take the cards that you're dealt and when you when you learn to appreciate your own qualities, you'll, you'll be a lot happier in life because there is a lot of people out there that are trying to live a life, trying to be somebody else and you're never going to really find happiness that way. It's good to have role models. It's good to have people to look up to. But you might, you know, you, you're not all going, we're not all going to be, we're not all dealt those cards, we're dealt the cards we're dealt. And I think that's good that you've learned what qualities you now have and you're working with those qualities and encouraging people to use those, their own So I think you'd be really good at talking to a person. You could pick up quite quickly when you're talking to them, what they're good at and how you could help them evolve that stuff rather than maybe them concentrating on, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. Can't, no one can do anything if they don't. Yeah. You can do whatever you whatever you set your mind to. You can do it. Um, it's been it's been it's been good, man. I think it'd be good to chat to you again sometime, even on a podcast on some other different subjects I've got ideas of. But it's been good to kind of get to know you more. Um, it's been a, a lot of stuff that you've got me thinking about as well. Um, and keep grinding, man. Keep working hard. Keep looking to try and inspire other people. Um, and wish you all the success and everything that you're doing. And if that fish fish fan ever decides it wants to spread a, spread a bit further afield, you know Glasgow's a Glasgow, like I said, is a good city for you to maybe come and drop one in. Hundred percent. I'll bear that in mind, man. Cassie, thank you so much, man. And your podcast is absolutely stupendous. And I hope you continue to grow and get bigger. And um, anytime you need anything, man, hit me up, and we'll try and get this try and get this grind to a big old podcast, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I'll catch you for two seconds at the end. You take care. Perfect. Take care, man.